Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Business in Heels podcast. The podcast that inspires and educates women in business globally to succeed. Now over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. This is another episode of the Business in Heels podcast. So my guest today says, without your health or your well-being, you cannot enjoy time with people or do the things that you love and what matters most to you in your life. Totally agree. And joining me on today's show is Deborah Fairfall. Now, Deborah, she is a serial entrepreneur now on her third startup with two successful prior exits. She is driven by the capacity to synchronize the mind, body, and spirit, and firmly believes that people have the ability to live a life of freedom beyond stress beyond worry and beyond struggle. Deborah has a true passion for personal growth combined with education, technology, and the power of community. And as a result of this, she founded Bliss Spot, an online platform that curates the world's best well-being for personalized health and wellness for individuals, for teams, and workplace well-being and businesses who want to purposefully profit whilst also serving their clients and their community. Now, on today's show, Deborah is going to share how well-being is essential to the ongoing productivity and productivity profitability of businesses. She's going to talk about why poor well-being is not the new norm. And she's going to talk a little bit about Bliss Spot, a world of well-being that is accessible and affordable to all. Welcome to the show, Deborah. Thank you, Anne-Marie. I'm absolutely delighted to be here. And we're delighted that you are here sharing more about this particular topic because, uh, as we probably know, over the last two years, we have heard anything but health. Well, health, but (laughs) a lot of people getting sick and there's a lot of confusion and a lot of stress and anxiety because of the uncertainty and the lockdowns and all of that. So, such an important topic. We know our well-being, how we're feeling mentally, emotionally, spiritually can impact us physically and vice versa. So tell us how well-being is essential to the ongoing productivity and profitability of businesses. So key, isn't it? It's so key. And I think uh, with the pandemic, obviously, we are being forced to look at our well-being because people are really getting to the point they just can't go on. Um, you know, in a healthy and productive way unless they 
they start to practice self-care and really optimizing their well-being to really get through these difficult and tough times. We're all forced uh, to be more resilient uh, and to really know what's happening to us. So we're not, I think when we're tired and we're overwhelmed and we're feeling more stressed, that's when we're more likely to be reactive, say things we don't mean, and then we have to backpedal and sort all those things out. And at the end of the day, we all want to be the person we want to be because inside we all have this desire to be happy and healthy. And that's not for no good reason. That's because it's our natural state. It's like this voice inside of us is calling us home to that natural, happy and healthy state, which actually resides in all of us deep down. Yes. But totally agree. Totally agree. There's something else too, and I want to pick up on what you've just said, and, and that is that for many of us, um, and, and there's a saying, isn't it, when your feet are put to the fire, which is, you know, quite a terrible analogy to use. But in other words, you know, if there were underlying health issues that we may have been able to kind of ignore because of the additional pressures we find ourselves in, um, whatever that, that may be for us, and every individual is different. So what might be a stress environment for some, like lockdowns and no social um engagement for me was oh, bliss because I love being on my own, you know, and silence. I have enough voices in my head to keep me occupied for the next, you know, a hundred years and ideas and everything. I often joke about that, but it's true, isn't it? And so now we've come face to face with dealing with, okay, well, if I had wasn't getting enough sleep and if I'm not eating the right foods or having enough water or getting enough exercise, all of these things added is going to compound. And as you said, we're, we're faced with this. What are some of the things that you're now saying, obviously, to your clients, because you've been entrenched in this in industry for, for quite some time? Uh, you might want to share a little bit about your background as well, because it's not just a business you started you know, over the last number of years, you've been entrenched in, in the health and wellness industry for quite some time. Share a little bit more about your background. Yeah, well, health and well-being has always just been a natural passion of mine since I was in my first business when I was 24, which was quite some time ago now. But I think I used to just work night and day. I was very driven. And a lot of people are very driven. We, and I think within about two years, I got glandular fever, so I got very sick. So I realised that I couldn't sustain and be the person I wanted to be when I was sick because when I had glandular fever, I was flat out on my back for three weeks. I couldn't do a single thing with my business. Everybody else just had to carry on without me. That was sort of initially like torture, but it was a massive wake-up call. I needed to look after myself. Somebody uh, wisely said once, don't be so tired that you can't do what you love. You can't do the work you love. You can't be, you know, with the people that you love in the way that you would like. Yet so many of us, myself included, you know, will push ourselves, well, particularly for me in the um, olden days, uh, to beyond healthy points where I was burnt out and overwhelmed. So I learned that first through nutrition, that that was a good gateway for me. I really needed to eat healthily, be very mindful of what I was eating. I enjoy eating healthy food. So but I really had to step it up during that period. And then I guess from there, my journey went on to more the structural, you know, I had a few hip problems. And I realized by going to a chiropractor that I need to start take care of the structure of my body, uh, as well as what I was feeding it. But then that journey led me more to the emotional where I started to learn about my thoughts, how they related to my emotions, 
uh, my reactions, my behavior, uh, more mindfulness. I'm actually a meditation teacher now as well. So I realized it's that great big package. For me, it wasn't just nutrition, but that was what got me on the path because I got sick and I was forced to really because I wanted to do well with my business. And this has been an ongoing evolution over 30 years and studying lots of different philosophies and teachers and um, formal academic training in psychology and um, HR, counselling, lots of different things, kinesiology. But I guess what I've realised, it is definitely possible to keep yourself in a healthy, happy state when you know the skills. And I, we've been going for, uh, we were started, started Blissbot well before the pandemic. So before then, I knew the importance of what we were doing with offering wellbeing support for um, team members and businesses, business owners who particularly can get quite um, stressed and overwhelmed. However, back in those days, prior to the pandemic, people really thought it was a bit light and fluffy, like, oh, yeah, that's just sort of a nice extra. And people used to think of it as well as like having nice baths and massages and things like that, whereas really true well-being is a lot more than that. True, yes. true well-being is really feeling empowered. It's about living the life that you absolutely love, that makes you inspired to get up every day, um, that you're in a job it's a really good fit for you so um often we just keep you know trying and trying to do something but it's just not there's nothing wrong with us and there's nothing wrong with the business it's just not a good fit so really knowing your values and getting aligned with what your true skills and talents are because everybody has incredible skills and talents when they're aware of them and when they align to them it's actually being um, responding to situations, it's not reacting. And I'm not saying it's about being a perfect person because we all, myself included, will react sometimes, get tired sometimes. I'm not saying that, but it just as an overall package, um, just as we would aspire to get fit, you know, we're happy to train our muscles over and over again to have got that body or that level of fitness that we desire or we've achieved our goals. So is true with uh, self-mastery. People are calling it self-investment these days. It's possible to move towards over time being more of yourself. It's more like it's not trying to get somewhere. It's more of an unfolding and a sort of a letting go and sort of relaxing back into your um, natural state of wellness and happiness. So um, it's a big area in itself. And that's oh, why absolutely. Look, I, I, absolutely. And I think sometimes what we what we forget to remember, or maybe we just um, I don't know. Some people may not be aware of it, but you know, since you've said you've been studying this for many many years and have experienced it, we know that if the the body will show us signs. I love know, that. Yes, that may mean. And I'm the same with you. Had a little you know back pain, and that let that that go on. Didn't stretch. Do didn't do all of the things I knew was important. Sat for hours and hours on end in my desk, and then happened to sneeze and bend the wrong way, and then my back goes out, and you know we're flat on our back for a week, thinking, and it's the worst place to be. I know if you you are lying down flat on your back, not able to do anything for yourself, let alone not be able to work. It's terrible. But your body will tell the, the, your body will take control if you won't, won't it? And that's my. Formal training as a kinesiologist is all about that. So your body will give you signs. Like if you're sort of sort of slightly stressed, you can't find your keys, you might be doing a bit too much, something like that. It's like a stage one stress. But if you ignore that 
and you start to get panic attacks and you're getting these regular and you don't you just don't do anything about it you think oh they'll pass they'll get better it's everyone else's fault if you blame that sort of takes you out of your um, true sense of empowerment where you can really make a change and difference because you're the person that has the power to do that but if you take notice of your panic panic attacks start to look at how you're feeling inside start to see if it's relevant to particular situations like do some self-inquiry you can make the positive changes or go and get the professional help or read up more about panic attacks but if you decide to make the changes the education and support is absolutely there for you but if say you ignored the panic attacks the body will amp it up it's like oprah says first i think you get like a little pebble and then a stone and then a brick and then a giant rock falls on you there's an avalanche coming your way (laughs) that's right so if so you're ignoring your body and all those beautiful signals it gives you every day, that's why some creating some spaces and some stillness and being able to tune into what's really, really going on for you without all the noise and the external situation is so important. You might get to the point where you've got a physical disease. So, you know, that's and it can even be an autoimmune disease, the serious disease like arthritis or cancer or really bad migraine. So your your body's really amping up the pressure for you to look and learn because your body really is your best friend. It wants you to be well and happy, but all we have to do is listen and then yes. take the necessary actions and get that support. And everything in life is so easy to fix when it's small. And I'm not saying if you get up to one of those more difficult diseases, which I did, I had to go through that journey myself. I had to learn to listen myself. Um, so these things can often be gifts in um, strange wrapping paper. So I'm not saying it in a judgmental or a critical way at all, because I believe as humans, we all do the best that we can with the skills that we have at the time. But if we can learn to address things when they're small, they're so easy to fix. You can say, well, what's going on for me really? And you can fix it before it even gets into a physical issue. And yes, absolutely. yeah, the body is an incredible organ, isn't it? Amazing. It's been designed, created to heal itself, provided that you give it the right environment. I was just talking about it to someone that I know that's quite close to me who now has type 2 diabetes and they're going on, yep, it's genetic. I said, yeah, no, it's genetic, which means you have the predisposition to become diabetic if you've providing your body with the wrong foods that it can't cope. Yet you can reverse that if, again, you start making different uh, d- decisions. And so that's wonderful when we when we know that, hey, we have full control over what time we go to bed, how many glasses of water we drink or whatever it is that's for us. You know, some people do really well with only a small number of hours of sleep whereas for others if we don't get you know seven or eight or whatever um we really find it difficult to to function but what's interesting i'd love you to speak a little bit more about this is is that um you know for you it was overwork and then you got fatigued which then you know I think you said you you got glandular fever. And so you've obviously gone through the process of healing. Talk a little bit about time because I know as entrepreneurs particularly and individuals, we're often impatient and we want to see something now. We want to see it overnight. And if it's not overnight, we either gravitate toward the quick and easy fixes, which often don't have the best long-lasting results. But take us through a little bit of that time aspect because I think that's important once we recognise that our health is so important take the time to build the right foundations and the body will love you back 
Exactly. And often it doesn't take that much. It can be the small, consistent things that give you that edge. You know, it's the things that we do regularly, like making those small, healthy choices between the chocolate bar or the apple. And it's what you're not saying you can't have a chocolate bar, of course, for a treat every now and then, but it's the consistent habits that we integrate. And it's also being kind and patient to ourselves. So often we will we'll have our goals, our wellbeing goals or personal goals, career goals, and then we'll be frustrated with ourselves because we think, oh, we're not, we're not as far as we would have thought we would have been by right now. But a helpful thing is to look back and see how far you've come because often you'll think, oh, well, actually a year ago I've actually really advanced a lot. So it's being kind to yourself and giving yourself that pat on the back. And it's a well-known um, fact that people often overestimate what they can do in the year. So they'll really set all these big goals, but then they'll underestimate what they can do in three years. So I think um, everything is like an evolution, like an acorn is not a beautiful a big tree in a day. You know, those trees that really take your breath away are often 60 years old or 100 years old and They've taken time to really grow into themselves. And I think so too with our well-being and our personal development, it's it takes time to learn skills and practice. So often you won't even be aware that you've got the problem. So that's when you're unconsciously unskilled. So then you might get a bit of feedback at work like, oh, do you know that you interrupt in meetings? You talk over people in meetings. By the way, that's so easy to do on Zoom. So I'm not saying that as a criticism either, but this is just an example. And the person, oh, I didn't, I just thought I was, you know, adding my bit. They might not have even realized. So they might go, oh, okay, all right, that's not very nice for the person. I get that. So I'm going to try not to interrupt during meetings. And then they'll slip up because it's a new thing. And but then that's that self-reflective loop. And then the next time you might nail it, you might get it right. You waited till the person had finished and then you say your piece. And then after you practice that a few times, it's what you become what we called um unconsciously skilled where you're doing that new behavior without even thinking about it like when you're driving a car so so too with well-being if you have a pattern of reacting like say you've got a pattern of thinking um uh, you might have a problem with uh i don't know let's say in a personal relationship we'll go with that one so in a personal relationship you might think that all men abandon me that might be just a pattern then you realize it's a pattern it's not actually a fact fact that there are lots of lovely men out there that don't abandon you and then um after a while that's all you see because you're changing your pattern but it might not be an overnight thing it might take a bit of trial and error of learning to trust and then maybe pulling back again and then learning oh no it's actually okay so being kind to yourself and also particularly to each other and your co-workers um, if they're trying new skills I give, you know, I think it's good to really support people in that because if people are trying to transform their well-being or their personal patterns or behaviours, that's to be really commended and that's the best we can do every day is to develop that awareness and grow in our consciousness and try different things so we're not so much struggling or battling with reactivity or the things that will hold self-sabotage, you know, things that can really hold us back that we're actually stepping in more to that empowered person that is wise um is confident um we sort of more trust the process of life even though we mightn't understand it 
at the moment, as you know, particularly with the pandemic, we don't really know what any particular year is going to be like. I remember at beginning of 2020, my husband and I thought, wow, this is going to be a fabulous year. It just had such a good feeling to it. And then everything was so different to what we imagined. And I know last year, 2021, that was such a different year. And we don't know what's going to happen um, now in 2022. We can have faith, but all we can know is that we can develop that resilience. We can know that we are strong and we're wise and we will get through it. Anything that we don't know, we can learn, we can get the support, we can get the help. And, uh, yeah, it's really about our perspective that really supports our well-being at the end of the day. Absolutely, because where your perspective is and uh, expectations, I think, often will drive. And what you see, and I love the example that you gave around the patterns that we so often look at and look for. And I remember years ago when I was going through various coaching modality learnings and trainings, we were often taught as, you know, whatever your beliefs are, those things you hold to be mm. true, you will search for evidence to prove your beliefs are true. So in the case that you gave, whereas as someone is um, relearning, let's say, and transforming their, their relationships, if you're only going to look out for the indicators or signs to say, see, got abandoned again you forget about the time where someone did open the door or did think about you and reach out to you your focus is very much wholly and solely on what wasn't working so I love that uh, you've really encouraged us to look for that something else that I know that you want to talk about and I'd love for you to share a little bit more about the importance to this and you say that poor well-being is not the new norm how often when we've got a headache or a neck ache or whatever we reach for that whatever it is some form of medicine or whatever duller or whatever dampener whereas we're saying what is the cause of that headache do I need to drink more water do you need to get a massage speak a little bit about that is that because we're starting to think that this unhealthiness or poor well-being is just pardon the course of life well, probably there's been periods of time too, even probably still now, where people wear stress like a ba badge of honour. Yes. Like, oh, I'm, I'm so busy. busy. I'm so busy. And whilst I'm an entrepreneur too, so I'm not taking away from that. I am super busy. I've got always a lot on. But it's all things I choose to do and I love to do. And so I think it's if it's aligned with my values, that makes a very big difference. But we do have to be careful not I think stress can be mixed up with challenges like life it can be challenging and you don't want that to be a limiting belief either but some just practically speaking big things can happen like the pandemic we didn't expect that or that we all have to go and get needles or that we you know we have to isolate and be away from our loved ones they're not they're things that truly are actually just beyond our control so I think we as human beings have great capacity to deal with challenging um, situations we are strong but it does sort of take some training to with our mind and learning to perhaps think of think of things differently rather than catastrophizing things or mental looping things because they don't help like those things are going to happen anyway so it's about how we react to that situation and one of the best things I've ever heard is choosing the situation. This is a very big leap and it took me a long time to get my head around, but choosing the situation, seeing the situation as if you chose it yourself. So it's really 
accepting things. And that's very different from condoning bad behaviour. I'm not talking about that or getting yourself into uh, very unhealthy or toxic situations. I'm not talking about that. This is completely different. But choosing things if you chose them to happen themselves or seeing it as if you thought it was going to happen yourself. For me, that really just changes things up totally. And then I find myself thinking, oh, what have I got out of this? Or what's the lesson that I've learned? And it really, really changes things because when you think all these bad things are happening to you and you're pushing against it and you're resisting, it creates so much stress and pain in your body and suffering, actually. So if you can go, well, um, I mightn't have, uh, I wished I had have got that promotion at work, but I didn't. And if you can sort of not be resentful or bitter about that, which really doesn't help you, you might have a period of grieving or acknowledging your natural emotions of disappointment because that's healthy too. But when she, once you've let those pass, go, well, you know, how can I see that this, if I had have decided to do that myself, you'll, other things happen, I can guarantee it, like there might be another promotion that you'll get three months later down the track, which is far better, or another situation will come up along. But when we're resisting and fighting the things that happen in life, or seeing stress as just normal, or something we have to put up with, or poor health, or bad relationships, we are making the decision to enable or prolong that situation. Whereas if we can see it in a different way and kind of let it go and then we start to tap into the support and the help or the things that get us back into the flow again, if that makes yeah, sense. It does make, it does make a lot of sense. And I think as you're sh sharing that, it reminds me of situations where, you know, um, something will happen and if we continue to look at the disappointment, and I just recorded on another uh, podcast that I host uh, a topic around the fact that, look, disappointments do happen. Failure happens. You know, I don't believe in failure. It's feedback. And I'm sure you know that too. But whatever didn't happen the way that we wanted it to, there is that disappointment. And I love the way you said, okay, look at that and, and be curious around that, but don't dwell. And that's what I what I share. Don't dwell, don't get stuck in that disappointment. Because what you'll find is, and what you said earlier, it ties back to this, is that if you do, then your focus is going to continue to be on what didn't work and what wasn't fair and what isn't. And then that is going to predispose the other things that you continue to attract around you your tour isn't it and it's and it's almost like you know like attracts like and if you're constantly in a state of uh, poor well-being or poor where your mind is is focused or on the time guess all the time that's kind of what you're going to to continue to attract with you as well and sometimes it can be as you said the, the, just a change um I, I think your emotional state you can change like that you know, it, it's just that if someone tells you a joke, like we often do that, we'll change date with our kids. We're just about to see them all of a sudden cry because they've, they've kind of knocked themselves and we distract them and we make them laugh. And your, your you know, your emotion can change just like that. Um, health to make, may take a little bit longer, but we often don't recognise, and I think this is what you were saying earlier, Deborah, is we do have more control and strength than we ever give ourselves credit for. That's true. And I think I love it that you've brought up the topic of emotions because that's one of my favourite topics is emotional mastery. And I think 
we're often afraid of emotions and that relates back to something you were saying before too. We reach for the wine or, you know, we don't want to feel it. We don't want to feel the disappointment. And as you say, emotions can change really quickly, but conversely to do that, often we have to lean into them. It's a little bit different to what we probably instinctively want to do. But if we feel disappointed at work, if we go, okay, well, I've been working for two years for that promotion and I didn't get it. And I was, I really put everything into the interviews and everything. You've got to, you feel disappointed. That's your natural emotion, but you don't want the disappointment to be running the show three months later or you want to feel it lean. Just give yourself some quiet time at home, you know, just sitting quietly or out in nature. Just feel into that disappointment and your emotions don't own you. You are much bigger and stronger than your emotions. They're designed to flow through our energetic system. And um, one of our coaches, Tony Farkery, was saying that emotions can only, sometimes it'll be like two and a half minutes, they will flow through your system if you just really lean into it and let it go. And I think what we're realising with workplace wellbeing, which you were asking me about, but there's so much to talk about. We could talk about this all day, I'm sure. But with workplace well-being, I think people are realising now, particularly when they're under so much pressure and stress and dealing with remote working and hybrid working and all the different things that are happening, that people bring their whole self to work, you know. So rightly so, if they're having a particularly difficult time financially or emotionally or with their children, or whatever the many, many, many stresses that have been exacerbated over the last two years, that is going to impact work. And I think people at work are taking more responsibility now. Um, But I also feel very compassionate for workplaces too, because managers and leaders are not necessarily counsellors and psychologists. Like That's a very special field. But they genuinely do care about their team members and business owners. I speak to them. They are so caring of their team and so worried about what they're facing. You know, global teams now, lots of people have had lost relatives due to COVID, so they're isolated. Some of them can't go to the funeral, like really big life events or milestones that they're not able to work through in a normal way. And so obviously... In the workplace, people care about them, but they don't have the skills to support them at the level that they need. And I think that's why people now, businesses, small businesses, larger businesses are stepping up and offering workplace well-being because they realise that just they have a social responsibility. Um, The International Standards Organisation have put out a new standard for psychological safety at work, saying not saying that it's mandatory, but it's highly recommended that companies put something in place for their team and staff to get through this time and to support them psychologically, mentally and emotionally in the best way that they can. And hopefully, you know, at the other side of all this, people will be more resilient. Like the most popular course on our site is the one on resilience, understandably. Stronger, they'll feel have a better sense of themselves there. I guess maybe sadly, but some of the, that this had to happen to get to this, but the gifts in strange wrapping paper that, you know, people cannot control the world around them, but they can control themselves and yeah. their so, journey and how they get through it. Yeah. yeah. That's so important. And, you know, I'm I'm so glad to hear that organisations and leaders are concerned and looking 
for support uh, for, for them, but also, you know, and, and one of the things that I wanted to share, uh, you know, so often if we do, if we don't feel equipped to help someone, I don't know, sometimes what I do is I just go, I'm just not going to bring it up because I don't want to put my foot in it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt that person or cause something to um, cause that person to be hurt even further. So sometimes what we do is we don't just talk about it, but then to the other person it, it, it comes across, well, they don't care about me because they haven't brought it up. Whereas it's not that at all. It's because we don't want to talk about it because we don't feel equipped. But I love how, um, you know, leaders, what they can do. And I'm going to sh- ask you to share a little bit more about Bliss Spot and how leaders and organisations can find out more. If we are, as leaders in business, uh, managers and so forth, if we can recognise some of the signs that, you know, in our teams, individuals as teams, that if something is going on, that we can quietly and confidently pull someone aside and introduce them to the different resources that may be available, because we never know, we may be that lifeline for that person and be the conduit between putting them together with a resource or a support support person um, that that is going to help that person through. So share a little bit more about Bliss Spot and how yeah. organisations can get in contact with you. Yeah, there's so many amazing points that you just brought up there that I could expand upon. So I'll just try to pick uh, a few. Yes, so yes. <laughs> I guess the thing is with well-being, it's a very personal thing. With your job, it's a very important thing because, you know, these days, with so much instability, particularly in small business and people being retrenched or being put off or those sorts of things. So when you're reaching out about your well-being, you're being very vulnerable because you're saying something's just not working quite right for me or I'm really struggling. And obviously some environments are such a safe place that is totally accepted and supported. But often people are tentative to do that because they think, well, I don't want to lose my job either because I love my job and my job's really important to me. So well-being is a very important, uh, it's a very personal thing. So I think what's happening now with the, the clients that we're dealing with, people want to offer, obviously it's got to be affordable, but a well-being solution for every single person in the company that's totally personal and private. And it's just their resource to come and go as they need be. Of course, they could reach out, you know, to their team leaders or managers if they want extra support. But the company is saying, this is the support for you. Lots of companies even say, um, if you want to look at a video or something for an hour in work time, that's fine too, because we care about you so much. We want you to be well and happy. We're happy to even put the time behind it. But that's a very personal thing because wellbeing can be done in lunchtime or at the end of the day as well. It's very flexible. But I think now there's a tendency to wanting to just offer that support, not get too involved managers might want an overall snapshot of how their company is going but it is inappropriate that they know individually kind of how each person's going that's why it's good with telehealth you know which we do offer on bliss spot people can book into a a leading psychologist a doctor in psychology counselor psychotherapist or a coach so they can get that one-on-one personal service so They're not really expecting the leader or the manager to be a psychologist because, as you say, people don't know what to say. And it is like if somebody was grieving, if they'd lost a loved one, they actually probably do want you to say something, but it's all in the way you say it. So it's And even 
if you've got that wellbeing support and say people are doing um, some one-on-one grief counselling through the telehealth um, service and they're saying, confiding in that counsellor saying, look, I feel really alone at work and I'd like a little bit more support and I'd like people to ask me, the counsellor would probably tell them how to ask people to ask them, if that makes sense. So, you know, they're getting that support. And the other thing with wellbeing is it's so, well, this builds on that, so personal because I might be not sleeping well. Another person could be having trouble with their teenager. Somebody else might be wanting to learn mindfulness. It's so individual. So at Blissbot, we offer different pathways across the eight pillars of wellbeing, which are fitness, nutrition, emotional mastery, mindfulness. I won't go into all of them, but they're comprehensive and in-depth. We offer support in terms of we've got over a 1,000 blogs on the site so people can just read a blog on sleep. And if they think, oh, yeah, really? I'll just try that one tip tonight. Let's just start small. I'll just try that one thing. And then if they find, oh, that really did help, they can then um, access that author's sleep course, which might be a comprehensive six-module not too big. We don't make things too long, but maybe 20, 15 to 20 minutes each for a module. So it might take an investment of three hours all up in how to sleep better. And if they found that really good, but they really want to fine tune it or nail it, they might book in for some one-on-one sessions, which they might then pay for out of their own pocket, or often um, companies might want to pay for it as well. It just depends on the, the arrangement. So people can go as deep Um, with really tailored one-on-one support or as little or sort of the mid-range where they access videos, um, podcasts, meditations in their own time and in their own way at their own pace. So, and it caters for all different learning styles, auditory, kinesthetic or um, visual, just depending on where you're at because we're all individuals. And to cover off with that, do we have such a range of global experts? So they've usually become at the top of their tree in whatever their area of expertise is. So it might be self-love, sleep, resilience, um, confidence, women's empowerment. We're really big on that and we're really excited about um, an offering we're doing with Business in Heels. I'll talk about that when you think it's appropriate, Amory. but we're doing a, a lovely offer to promote uh, women's empowerment during the month of March. So I think that's going to be announced soon by Business in Heels where Blissbot's doing a um, a, a special offer um, to support Fantastic. people. And I love the way that there is just so many uh, resources there because as individuals we're complex. There is no one size fits all for, you know, everybody because we all have different needs as you said there's different learning styles because some people like to listen some people like to watch some people like to you know the kinesthetic they like to to learn and do because that that kind of solidifies the the learning so it sounds like you've you cater to a lot of different needs and a lot of different modalities and support because we're complex beings and there's no such thing as one size uh, fits all. Share a little bit more uh, before we go with the special offer that you're doing with Business and Heels around confidence, I think you said. It's confidence. Um, we've got uh, two of Australia's leading confidence women uh, experts who are actually met through Business in Heels, so that's very special, Jody Bruce-Clark and Anastasia Adams. They have a business together called Rise 
women and they're also Blissbot experts. So they've got a whole series, beautiful body of work, a course on confidence for women in the workplace. So it's really good if you've been out of work for a while and then you want to get back into work. I was like that. I'd been at home with my children for, you know, 10 or 15 years, which was incredible. I was working part-time on the side, but that was an amazing experience. But when I had to step back into the workforce, I had lost a lot of my confidence. So that is so important. And then we've got another beautiful uh, women's empowerment expert, Anne McEwen. She talks, she's got a beautiful story of her own and how she was very high up in corporate and then she brought up her children uh, for a long period of time and she's got an amazing journey, but she now um, lectures and supports people about women's empowerment. So they're a masterclass that we're going to have in um, March and then on the back of that, on inter, from International Women's Day, we're going to be doing this special offer where um, Business and Heels and Blissbot are joining together to get access from everything with um, Business in Heels or their membership offering, and then also to Blissbot. So it's a kind of a very comprehensive support package for women, which we're really proud of and extremely excited about. Oh, that's so exciting! So exciting! Mm. And so to find out more about Blissbot, it's Blissbot dot com dot au isn't it deborah uh it's yes it's actually blissbot.com i can put i'll just put it in the chat if that's helpful the link for anybody but yes yeah fantastic mm -hmm. let me go and bring this up here as well we'll put a little let's do this and then people can see that too um but all, all the offerings i mean it sounds absolutely fantastic and it, it sounds as well that people no matter where they're located i mean obviously you and and business and heels is in australia however it sounds as if organizations if they would like to take advantage and, and offer something like that for their team or whether individual team members would like to access these trainings they can from wherever they are in the world anywhere in the world it's anywhere, anywhere in the world yeah oh, there we go blissbot.com will get you mm -hmm. there and no doubt when uh the business and heels and blissbot partners for those special uh offerings and master classes they'll be announced there too but we announced it here first i'm, I'm assuming we're announcing it here first on the business absolutely and hot off the press totally hot today. Off the press. <laughs> that's very exciting so if you want to find out more you know exactly where to go to uh to get in the know with that well thank you so much deborah for coming on the show talking about such an important topic because and i love the way that you've said and i'm going to end with this without your health and well-being you cannot enjoy time with the people and the things that you love and what matters most to you in life so it is vital and uh, you've shared a lot of insights today that will help us on our journey to health and well-being. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie, for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here.